Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. If you have your Bibles ready, today we'll be in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 10. The title of this study is, We Are His Workmanship. And sadly, you know, I don't try to knock that person, but that's the, the, the largest growing church in the United States right now. They're telling you that uh, you can commit adultery here, which is lust, which is a sin, but that's not a sin. But that's what they're teaching. There's all, oh my Lord, it's sad. But see, what we have to be very careful with as Christians is that we don't become apathetic to the things of this world that go against God's word, okay? What do I mean by apathetic? That means that you start to wean from the word of God and start to adapt to the culture. For some reason, the new progressive Christianity believes that they figured out something that the Apostle Paul never figured out, that Jesus never figured out, like they have a new revelation that it's okay to be gay, that it's okay to be trans, that abortions are all right, that we worship creation and not the creator, that we somehow missed it that Jesus missed it, that the Apostle Paul missed it, that the disciples missed it, that the old prophets missed it, we have a new revelation. We cannot be apathetic to the things that go against God's Word. And trust me, I, man, every time I can, I have, I have nieces that are, 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 have chosen this lifestyle, and we love them, we talk with them, we, and when we get a chance that they ask us to pray for them, we pray for them. If they ask me a question about the Bible, I answer it. I invite them to church. But it's the reality of like when I'm teaching from the pulpit, I can't be apathetic to those things that go against God's word. We can't. We just can't. And, and that's what's happening right now in the pulpits. That's why you see a great apostasy that's happening in, in, in the United States right now. It's because of that. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1-4, through 4, it says, The elders who are among you, I exhort, I, am, uh, I, who am, I who am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Shepherd of the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lords over those, who, uh, those entrusted to you, but examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Who is the chief shepherd? That's Jesus Christ. I'm the under shepherd. 
I'm in charge of the sheep that God has given me. And guess what? If I get apathetic, because there is a church in this town that has accepted this. They're, they're going to go ahead and accept the LGBTQ thing for their church. They voted on it. Or they're getting ready to vote on it, but the pastor's already kind of... And, and this stuff is happening. And you go, but we're in a small town. Things happen in a small town too. People, I don't know what people are crazy. Right? Things happen in a small town. Not on the scale of a big city, but they happen. And so for me, you know, when it comes to the Word of God, when it comes to understanding what God has placed before me to do, it's, it's, it's I cannot be apathetic and lead my sheep astray. I won't do it. If I start having those thoughts, I need to walk away from the pulpit because it goes directly against what God's Word says. And so what we see here when we look at, at, at the, the, the Christians of Ephesus, they, they let go of all of that stuff and follow Jesus wholeheartedly. And that's how we should be. The things that are in the Bible, they're there for us to guide us and direct us and help us that we're supposed to apply in our lives. And, and, and I, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's like the, the, the division that we've seen even in the church. Like, God has not called you to be a Republican Christian. You're a follower of Christ. That's it. He's not called you to be a Democratic Christian. You're a follower of Christ. You vote however you vote, but you better vote based upon what the Word of God says. That's, that's the reality of it. We are to be one. We are to be one in His truth and one in His Word and one in Jesus Christ. Because if we're going to do the work that He's prepared beforehand, we need to do it knowing the Word of God. Every one of you have been given a ministry. When He talks about the good works, He's talking about 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17-18. through 18. He says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. You have all been given the ministry of reconciliation. Every one of us are ambassadors of Christ to go out and let people know, hey, you know what? Uh, God won. The war is over. It's time for you to surrender. What do you mean surrender? You have to understand that, that, that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave. He broke the bondage of sin. And in order for you to have not to be separated from the Holy God, in order for you to have eternity and have your sins forgiven, you need to follow Him. That is the ministry of reconciliation, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, to love your neighbors as yourself. There are simple things that we are all supposed to do as Christians that we're not doing. We've all been given that. The message of reconciliation, it's the ministry of reconciliation. It's, it's understanding we don't reject God's Word. We don't become apathetic to the things that go against God. We are His creation. We are a new creation. We are His workmanship. And you were bought at a price. You need to remember that. At 1 Corinthians 6, verse 20, it says, For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. In Ephesians chapter 64, verse 8, it says, But now, O Lord, you are our Father, we are the clay, and you are a potter, and all we are the work of your hands. So what is the difference between 
good works that have been prepared for you and the works of the flesh. Well, he kind of talked about it in verse 9. Not of works lest anyone should boast. Right? Those are the, just the works. Those are the works where I want to be seen. Well, guess what? You got your, your crown was here on earth. If that's you. Like I'm here to, to have, like, man, look at me. Well, that's, you've been given your crown. Don't expect it when you get to heaven. You're doing it without recognition. The works of the flesh are, are motivated by the flesh. They're, they're works to boast in front of people. And, and you're going to, now this is for the unbeliever because this is the works we're talking about, is you're going to try to pass them off to God as good works. That's the difference between works and good works. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 22 and 23, it says, On that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name? There's the word works. But listen to what Jesus tells them. Verse 23, And then I will declare to you to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. So Jesus acknowledges that they worked, <laughs> but it was for lawlessness. You're going to try to give me these things saying they can pay your way into heaven. So when we're motivated by self, when we're motivated by the flesh, those are just works. But when you do good works, it's a place of humility. It's being led by the Holy Spirit. You're doing it because you want to serve God. You love God. You glorify God. And you're doing it because you have a thankful heart. Because you know God personally. In Romans chapter 9, verse 23, it says, And that He might uh, make known the riches of His glory on the vessels of mercy which He had prepared beforehand for glory. When, uh, when we all do good works, it stirs up the love for more good works. I can tell you, we're going to go do these events, and you know what's going to happen? People are going to catch on fire. And just like the, the Ephesians that went and started burning books up, people are going to catch on fire for God. And it's going to start stirring up the Christians to do good works, to, to, want, to, to want to serve and, and serve God in love. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, it says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. When you see somebody, if you're upset, I can't believe they got to do that. You got the wrong heart. Well, how come they figured that out? We've been trying to figure that out for, we've been trying to figure that soundboard out since we've been here. It is what it is. We tried. And yet God, God, look, we have sound. Praise God. Like we still have sound. Tony and Court and Floor, they all adapted, and God, God provided. It charges me up because it lets me know, hey, man, they, they get, God is chiseling away at them every Sunday, man. But praise God. They do it with the heart of humility. That's the thing. It's the heart of humility. They're wanting to serve God. They, they do it with the heart of love and a heart of thanksgiving. Those are the good works that God has called us to do and then lastly he tells you to what that we should walk in them again there's the we that we should walk in them not you alone but we and i love that the the word in the greek means to to regulate one's life the walk the word walk it means to regulate one's life to conduct oneself 
to make one's way to progress to live. Meaning that you walk because you're a hearer and a doer of the word. In James chapter 1, verses 22 through 25, it says, But be doers of the, uh, of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For anyone who is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror, and for he looks at himself and goes away, and, and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, there's the word of God again, Right? And perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. When we're walking in them, it's the way that you live your life in Christ. And you're going to see this word throughout Ephesians, so you'll see this again. In John chapter 1, John chapter 1, verse 7, it says, But if we walk in the light as he is in light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all our sin. So real quickly, how does God expect us to walk? In love, in John 13, 35, by this all will know that you are my disciples if you love for one another, uh, have love for one another. How are you to walk in obedience? In John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. We're to walk in faithfulness. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, moreover it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. We are to walk in holiness in our pursuit of holiness in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 16. Because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. We're going to show a video real quick. Now, it's, it's, it's a little long one. But trust me, when you, when you want to understand what the application of Ephesians chapter 2, uh, verse 10 is, this is it. This is it. And, and it'll help you, it, like when you're just trying to wrap your head around what it means to God molding me and... and this will explain a lot of it. Ephesians 2.10 says that we are God's workmanship, His masterpiece. I don't know about you, but when I get up in the morning and look in the mirror, I don't really see a, a masterpiece, you know? I mean, maybe a Picasso. It's like, <laughs> but I want to be His masterpiece. I want to be everything He created me to be. And so I go to Him in prayer and I say, Dear Heavenly Father, do whatever it takes to mold me into the image of your son. Make me your masterpiece. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hi. Whoa. Who are you? I'm God. You said the prayer, so here I am. You're not God. No, I am. You said the prayer. That's how it works. Okay, okay. If you're God, then uh, make it snow in here. You know what? I really don't want to make it snow in here because it'd get kind of yucky. Yeah, you're not God. Why do you say that? God wouldn't say yucky. I do. It's a Greek word. Oh, okay, okay. Um, if you're God, what does Lamentations 15.9 say? Lamentations is only five chapters. It's a very short book. Oh, why was it so short? I was tired of lamenting. Oh, okay, okay. If you're God, who's going to win the World Series this year? I'm really not into playing games. Why are you so much into playing games? You are God. Well, gave it away. You answered my question with a question. I did? <sighs> yeah, I do that. Don't I? I did it again. <laughs> Step right up. Here we go. Okay. All right. Hey, what are we doing? I'm going to make you my original masterpiece. This is the process. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Wait, wait. What are these about? These are the tools I'm going to use to make you into my original masterpiece. Okay. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah. I thought you were a carpenter. That's my son. Step right up. Here we go. Okay. Oh, hey, God. Mm -hmm. How do you know what to chisel away and what to leave? 
I take out everything in your life that doesn't belong there, kind of like dead weight. Ooh, speaking of dead weight, could you chisel right here? It showed up when I was in my 20s and grew around and became back fat. I don't even know why you created that, but I can't get rid of it. I mean, I've tried everything. Like, I tried running, I tried lifting weights. My wife actually talked me into trying Pilates. That was awkward, but I can't get rid of it. So if you would just chisel around here, and then, you know what, if you chisel a line right here and maybe four to five, maybe eight lines right here, that would be awesome. You're funny. You made me that way. I also made the platypus. With the platypus? All I'm saying is most of my children, when it comes to this process, they just want to talk, but they don't want to do the work. So do you want to talk or can I chisel? Talk, chisel, No, talk, no, chisel. no, 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 no. I choose to chisel. All right. Through my Holy Spirit, I'm going to bring up things in your life that I want you to work on. Like your anger. I created the emotion, but you use it in the wrong way. Um, you compare yourself to others instead of me. You tell little white lies because you want to people please. You're lazy. But you try to fool everybody by looking really, really busy. You have a problem with lust? Time out. <laughs> I don't really have a problem with lust. You don't have a problem with lust. No, I can do it anytime I want. Hang on a second. I mean, I, I got to admit, I, mean, I feel like you've been doing some great work and I'm looking pretty good right now. All right, when you look in the mirror, who do you see? I see me. Okay, then I need to keep chiseling away because ultimately you and other people need to see my son. Okay, don't misunderstand me. It's just um, when I look more like Jesus, people get uncomfortable around me. I mean, even my church friends and they're like, oh, you're holier than thou, you know? And, and I, don't, I don't think I'm supposed to make people uncomfortable. So what you're saying is you'd rather play God in certain areas of your life than for me to be God over your whole life. That is not what I said. It's what you meant. Yes, it is. Um, it's hard to talk to you. You know everything that I'm thinking. I'm just saying you've done some great work. Maybe we take a break, a sabbatical from each other, you know. I'll stay right here and then, you That's know. That's just it, you never just stay right there. You're either moving toward me or away from me, but never you just stay. What you're doing is called control. Do you want to control things in your life or can I chisel? Control, chisel, control, no, chisel. No, chisel, chisel. All right. But can we chisel where I want? That's called control. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Now this right here, this secret sin that you keep running to whenever you're hurting, angry, lonely, tired, that you think you're fooling everybody, but it's making you a whitewashed tomb. Are you ready for me to chisel this out of your life? Yeah. You see, it's a process. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. It's your whole life. And you care so deeply about what other people think of you. It's rubbish, it's garbage. The greatest thing you're ever gonna hear is at the end of your life when you hear me say, well done, good and faithful servant. That's what you keep your eye on. That's the prize, heavenward. Oh, that hurts. Oh, trust me, this hurts me more than it hurts you. Right. Okay, I'm sorry. I just, I don't think you understand this pain. Pardon me? You're asking me to sacrifice a lot, God. Don't. Talk to me about sacrifice. I know all about sacrifice. I sent my son to die on the cross for pain, for sin, but I also did it for another reason, to give you freedom. Do you know what insanity is? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. And there are things that you've been doing for years, these empty, 
wells that don't have anything to offer. You've been going to them and it's insane. Allow me to chisel them out of your life. Um, allow me to produce character when you keep focusing so much on your image. Okay, but I was thinking. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. Okay, but if we went another way. Your ways are not oh, my ways. Oh, I can't. You can't what? I, I, I can't be good. That's your excuse. That's your excuse is that you can't be good. It's not an excuse. I can't. Oh, my child. In the beginning, I said it was good. I made you good. Be good. Yeah, but you and I both... What? Nothing. No, what is it? Nothing, okay? You wouldn't understand. I, God of all the universe, wouldn't understand something one of my children has to say. Try me. It's just, um... I let you down so many times, God. No, my child. You were never holding me up. I hold you up with my victorious, righteous right hand. Never the other way around. In this relationship, I hold you up. Okay. And chisel away. Just, just be prepared for what you're going to find in there. Because I know who's inside there. Because I get up every morning and I look at him in the mirror and I hate who I see. Because deep inside there, this, this, this little kid who gets up every morning and dresses like an adult. And I go out and I, and I, I try to do what I'm supposed to do, but I can't, okay? I can't be who everybody else expects me to be. God, I can't even be who I want to be, much less who you created me to be. And so inside is this scared, stupid little kid. But you chisel away. Just be prepared. You have listened to so many voices for far too long that were not from me. And you have totally bought into the lie, haven't you? You think you're junk, don't you? When you lay your head down at night after you've done the dance to get the hug, you think you're junk. Listen to me. I don't take time to make junk. How can I show you that my love for you stretches as far as the east to the west? That How can I show you that my love for you has no end? I know. Reach in your back pocket. What? Reach in your back pocket. Why? Are you arguing with me? Reach in your back pocket. Oh, God. Yes? I just meant, God, I'll do that right now. You're just saying my name in vain. Come on. It's, it's a name. It's a saying. It's a name above all names. It's more than a saying. It's more than a name. I want to teach you something about my name. Reach in your back pocket. Oh my gosh. You know what that is? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a note. I, I wrote it when I was in college. How did you get this? Hello? Oh yeah. Go ahead, read it. I love Angie. Other side. Sorry. Dear God, did I hear you right today? Did I hear you say that you love me? Even though you and I both know I've messed up so many times. Did I hear you say you want to use me? And I feel so useless. If you'll take me, 
then use me. God, I give you all that I am. Take me. I love you, God. I love you too. And I love you too much just to leave you where you're at. This salvation that you hold, I don't want it to be some sentimental gush or some head knowledge. I want you to work it out in every detail of your life. And when problems come and chaos happens, don't look at this as a prison, but look at it as a father disciplines his child. A father disciplines the ones he loves. I know, but it's gonna be tough. Yes, but you bought into the lie thinking everything was gonna be easy when you gave everything over to me. There will be trouble in this world, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. I want you to do something. I want you to look out there and I want you to say, Tommy is God's original masterpiece. Tommy is God's... No, not the way you see yourself or you try so desperately for others to see you, but maybe for the first time in your life, the way I see you, the way I created you. Tommy is God's original masterpiece. Yes, you are. And so are you. God doesn't make junk. You are an original masterpiece. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us to find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio, pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 